The material shared within this podcast is based on the personal experiences and learnings of the presenter. Coloplast has paid the presenter for sharing this information. Nothing within this podcast is intended to be used as medical advice and or used to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Welcome to the Coloplast Professional Bowel and Bladder Matters Podcast, where we explore various important topics related to ostomies and continence. I'm your host, Belinda Coyle. I'm a registered nurse and clinical consultant with Coloplast. Today's podcast guest is Joanne Jackson. Joanne is a clinical care coordinator for the Spinal Cord Rehab Unit at James Haley VA Medical Center in Tampa, Florida. She has her bachelor's and master's of science in nursing from Jacksonville University and has 14 years of experience as a registered nurse in spinal cord injury and acute rehabilitation. She has a passion for adapted sports and is a strong supporter of her local PVA chapter where she spends time volunteering for various events. Please note the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are Miss Jackson's and not those of the VA Medical Center or federal government. Our topic today is adapted sports and activities after spinal cord injury. Joanne, thanks again for joining me. Thanks for having me. In our last podcast session, we talked about how people with spinal cord injury learn to adapt to their change in lifestyle once they're back home and in the community. What happens next? Oftentimes when patients are still inpatient, I know that they're dealing with a lot, but I do like to get it out there that there are many adaptive programs and activities out there that they can participate to with. So I kind of will show them, hey, watch murder ball so you can see what quad rugby's like, or I'll show them skiing and how you sit ski. You know, I try to get them at least thinking about it, what they might like that way when they actually finish the program, they can kind of attach to those programs. There's basketball leagues here in the area that are wheelchair basketball leagues. There's tennis, there's water skiing. It's so many activities. There's something out there for everybody. We do a lot of hand cycling. There's fishing tournaments, there's bowling tournaments, there's nine ball. When they are in the rehab program, I kind of introduce them to those things. That way it's in their mind. And a lot of people come out the program like, yes, I want to play basketball. And that's what we support them in. It's whatever you really want to do. And when I have a guy that actually does an outpatient sport, I make a point of going, you know, cheering them on in the audience and letting them know that they have someone supporting them. It's nice to see when someone deals with that moment that they think is the worst moment in their life. And then they win and play on this championship basketball team. You know, it's rewarding. It's why we do it. It's what you want to see. You want them to realize there's this life after injury. So Absolutely. try to just kind of introduce it when they're still on the inpatient side and let them know what's out there so that they can kind of get involved in something once they finish. Yeah, I, I think it's uh, so important to just for people to recognize that there are activities and sports that are specifically designed for people that use wheelchairs, especially the people that are in the wheelchairs. And sometimes they have no idea. So <laughs> The Absolutely. fact that you're bringing awareness to that at your facility is amazing. And I think all rehabs should do that, you know, across the country. It's really important. 
as far as that goes with the patients, uh, what do you find that they fear the most when it comes to playing sports or being active? <laughs> being incontinent. <laughs> that's a big one. That's everybody's worry. I mean, who wants to go out, be pl- playing basketball, playing a sport, traveling with their families, doing whatever you're doing, and then being incontinent, whether it's bowel or bladder. You know, you have to go change or everybody sees you wet or they can smell that you had an incontinent episode. It's embarrassing for people. I understand why. I would be too. And so those are the things that you look at. Like when I'm looking at a a patient's rehab program and I look at what kind of activities they're going to do. How do we manage their bowel and bladder appropriately so that everybody's going to have accidents, but how do we eliminate those to make them almost nothing so that this is not an issue that deters them from wanting to get out there and be active in the community? Because it can happen. Lots of times if people are worried about having an accident, they rather stay at home knowing that they can deal with it at home than going out in the community and having to deal with it that way. And that's the last thing you want. You really want people to be able to manage their bowel and bladder appropriately so they can go out to the community and be confident when they go out there and not have to worry about it. Absolutely. So you're providing a ton of education with these patients. Absolutely. Because you got to look at the whole picture and put it all together for them. It's like puzzle pieces, you know, it's adaptive sports, it's community integration, it's getting back with your loved ones and raising your kids. It's so many things you have to help them put together because lots of times they can't see the long term of it all. They can only see what they see now, which is oftentimes them being in a chair. So sometimes you can see the pieces that they can't see. So you got to help them put the puzzle together. Getting out there in the community without having an accident is one of those things. That makes uh, perfect sense for sure. And I know nurses spend lots of time, nurses, I say nurses, but lots of disciplines with that interdisciplinary team, you know, spend lots of time educating patients on how to prevent that from happening so that they can be more active. So that makes perfect sense. Because ideally Um, we like people not to be in a brief or in the community, you know, if they can help it. So just to keep them out of a brief, yeah, we try to manage, keep the skin safe and keep them healthy. Are you able to tell us a little bit about the PVA games? The VA has six adaptive sports programs. And uh, it's really why I got with the VA. It was what I saw on video. And I was just amazed at the fact that you could do all that in a wheelchair. And from the day I started at the VA, I literally got to go to my first games. I hadn't even been at the VA a year. And trust me, it was not a disappointing experience. I've been 13 times and I'm just as excited. Oh, wow. That's <laughs> Every amazing. Year. When you when you get to opening ceremonies, like, ah, oh, it's just a feeling that you get. It's just like, yeah, this is why we do it. And I know I can always, what I do, like I said, when they're inpatient, I try to get them to go and I make it my my purpose when I'm there. Lots of times I want to enjoy the events. There's certain events I love, but I'm really there. I want to support the veterans that I encourage to get there. I want them to look over in the stands and I want them to know that I didn't just support them through this program, but I'm still here supporting you and you still have someone that has your back. So I absolutely do love the games. They are a great benefit to anybody that comes through our program and any veteran that can participate. What's your personal favorite? What, (laughs) you know, I know you do a lot of volunteering with your local PVA chapter. So what would be your favorite activity or sport and and why? I like quad rugby. 
because I mean, you, who can ever see two chairs going full speed at each other and not love that? <laughs> I agree. I love quad rugby too. <laughs> if you've never seen it, it's amazing. I mean, I've seen two chairs hit and come completely off the ground and suspend an ear before they came back down. There's so many great sports out there. I do love the swimming. It's hard enough to swim with your entire body, but to swim with half your body is amazing. You know, I've seen quads swim and to get from one end of the pool to the other and to see it and, and witness it is amazing. Um, slalom is like an obstacle course and um, it's pretty good because you get to see someone really be, you know, manage a wheelchair. They go up inclines, they go over stuff and I mean, I don't know if you've probably never been in a chair, but it, it takes so much work on your arms. <laughs> to I really... actually did. I, I yeah. did um, back in the day when I was still working in the rehab unit, I simulated with one of my patients. He wanted to practice with um, his quad rugby chair because he had just started playing. So I taped my hands and I got right. in, in a rugby chair and they strapped me down you know, strap my legs, all that where I couldn't, you know, I couldn't cheat. And, and we went at it and it was awesome. <laughs> and the next day your arms were killing you, right? I was sore. <laughs> I was really sore. I'm like, geez. Yeah. So it really does make you appreciate. And I've done the same with basketball too. Basketball is my jam. Like that's my favorite sport. So yeah, I, like I did the same too. with that. And I thought, you know, this is great, but I think it's funny to, you know, you go and, and, you know, as nurses, rehab nurses, especially you go to these sporting events, the wheelchair sporting events, and you you watch these amazing athletes, especially with rugby, even basketball, anything that they, they can hurt themselves again, but it's like, they fall over in those chairs and you just get out there and you, you lift them up and you're like, all right, get back at it. Get back at it. <laughs> Let's go. We want to see, right. we want to see the show. You got to give us some entertainment here. Absolutely. So it's, it's awesome. I I'm right there with you. I, I love it too. Yeah, no. And I, I, I've probably seen almost everything done from a chair. I've hunting, shooting, air gun. I've seen um, tennis, basketball, softball. I've played a lot of them, the track and field events, um, the shot put, the discus, the javelin. Uh, I've seen almost all of it done and I still appreciate it. I still have a love for it. Uh, I've been skiing and to see skit, sit skiing is amazing. Now water skiing or snow skiing? Snow skiing. No. Okay. Awesome. So, uh, yeah. So I'm one of the events I serve on the medical team as a nurse, but nice. they do curling, they do rock climbing, they do skiing and so many things like you just can't imagine until you actually take part of it. But there are really great things being done in adaptive sports that get people back out there. There's not really any limitations to what you can do. Uh, here in Florida, we, we water ski. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> That's right. I and so yeah any chance I get I even know a guy here he has a park and the whole park is adaptive the whole circuit of the park you can exercise on equipment but the whole park is adapted for he's in a chair and people can take part go to that park in a chair and really wow. enjoy all the aspects of the park so it's pretty cool but yeah wow I mean it's important to get out there and I love adaptive sports I love what it does for people because it gives them something to hold on to where you might not have had something to hold on to before. I mean, who everybody loves sports, you know, right. and everybody loves being competitive, 
But when you do adaptive sports and it gives you something to hold on to and it gives you something to look forward to every day, like we talk about the National Veteran Wheelchair Games, people look forward to going to it every year. I mean, I look forward to going to it every year. The camaraderie is amazing. If that's the only time that that person gets to travel, Mm -hmm. then you want to make that experience the best experience you can for them, you know? Right. Uh, we don't think of all the things that goes into it, but you, if you travel, you have to have a caregiver. You have to have, you know, the hotel room adapted to fit your chair. I mean, there's so many things we don't think about, and you can't always get someone to help you with those things three and four times a year. So if that person decides that the games is their thing, then you want to make the opportunity for them to get there and get the most out of it. And I really right. think we do a great job with that. That's amazing. From my past, you know, clinical experience when I was back working at the rehab, I found that when I had a patient that was very active before in sports and they they had their injury, they were kind of more reluctant to going back to that same sport because maybe they didn't think that they were going to be as good at it or they didn't want to do it from the wheelchair, but they were, you know, more willing to take, you know, different types of sports that they never thought that they would like do you right have you yeah, had that, that happen absolutely too? happens and I tell people when I'm trying to really talk them into participating in something because I don't I mean we do golf mm-hmm. we do skiing we do bowling name it we even do um, performing arts you don't have to do a sport at all you can sing you can act whatever the case sure. may be and when I'm talking to people about real and I really want to try to get them involved I'd say just go one time Because if you go one time, I know you'll go forever because it is just something about it. It just fills you like it was in Orlando a couple of years ago. And I said, you need to go because sometimes you get so frustrated when you're at work Mm -hmm. and in a rehab program and you wonder why you do it. And then when you see them compete, you're like, that's why I do it. Or when you see them get married or when you see them have kids and they're having this beautiful, fulfilled life that they never thought they have, you're like, that's why I do it. And that's what really adaptive sports is. It gives someone something to do and hold on to. And that's why you do it. So people can get back out there and do something that they love. So that being said, if you, you know, if we have somebody with a new injury listening today, uh, how would you suggest that they would find activities in their local area? Lots of times, believe it or not, local like YMCA's and different places like that, they do activities. I know a lot in different areas. Um, there are a lot of adaptive sports programs. You'd really have to look for them. You're going to have to network and you're going to have to talk to other people that do sports. But almost in every area, there's always a basketball team. There's always a quad rugby team. And your best probably person to talk to is someone else that's in the chair. Because sure. oftentimes that networking that you do in between with other people in a chair living the same life you're living, you'll find lots of resources that maybe I couldn't even tell you because you're out there living it, you know, and people, everyone talks to each other. You really do learn from each other what works, what doesn't work. And, but finding those activities in the community that you can do and participate in definitely is one of those things you'd have to talk to other people that experience life in a wheelchair to help you with. Would there be a specific um, place that they could look maybe online or somewhere that you would recommend, uh, you know, safely recommend that they could seek those types of places out? (laughs) As we always talk about resources, I'm lucky enough to have my resource as a recreational therapist, but I know every, I know every facility doesn't have a recreational therapist, even though Mm -hmm. a lot of them do. 
but um, talk to oftentimes physical therapists. They are pretty involved in the community. I know even the ones I work with, we often do basketball and different things together. So if you can't get connected to a recreational therapist, whether it's a recreational therapist in your community center or your facility, then a PT would probably be another good source of someone you could talk to because they're kind of physical and like to go out there and participate in sports as well. They usually have pretty good resources. I know the ones I work with, they can kind of tell you what's going on especially if they keep in touch with the guys because the guys are like, hey, I'm hand cycling this weekend or I'm this this weekend. So you kind of know if that's your world, you kind of know what goes on in it. Sure. So that so that could be maybe a, t- a topic they would even bring up on uh, a visit back to their their PM&R physician in the, right. in the spinal cord injury clinic, perhaps. Absolutely. And cool. that that team would be someone that could help them or at least connect them with the right people. Right. Because we do a lot of uh, peer-to-peer. You know, if I have someone that's dealing with the same thing you're dealing with or you need to have the information they have, we kind of connect people with the right people so that they can help each other. I mean, it looks like a big community because we're in it or I'm in it, Mm -hmm. but it's really probably not as big as we think it is when you look at the scheme of things. (laughs) And so you really, we all have to, you know, kind of work with each other and be resources for each other. Like I said, it is a it's a very close knit community. When you love spinal cord, you love spinal cord. I know I can go to every state. I can find someone that I know has a passion for spinal cord, like I do, and I can. Hey, I got a guy. If I have a guy going to Phoenix, hey, I got a guy coming to Phoenix. I want you to connect with and show him, you know, the programs and stuff. So that's an option that we we're able to do. That's great. So in closing, is there anything else that you would like for our listeners to know about adapted sports and activities? You got to get out there and participate in them. They are awesome. There are, there's something out there for everybody. If you're a patient, you know, getting out there and participating in them, you're going to love the camaraderie. You're going to love sharing with the other guys that you play with. Or if you play a sport by yourself, you're still going to love being around other people. If you're a nurse, Go out there because you're going to see where all your hard work goes. And that's always the benefit. It gives us, you know, fuel to keep doing what we do. And so as a nurse, I encourage nurses to go out there, see adaptive sports, get involved in adaptive sports, volunteer in adaptive sports. And um, you really see the benefits of all your labor when you do that. That's right. Uh, this this was such a fun topic to talk about. <laughs> yeah, I know you're so passionate about it. I'm yeah. right there with you. I love adapted sports and I think it's it's so important. So thank you so much for sharing your experiences with that. And I look forward to uh, talking to you very soon. Yeah, me too. Thank you. Right, thank you. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Bowel and Bladder Matters podcast, part of Coloplast Professional, where we believe clinician education related to ostomies and continence matters. For more educational resources from Coloplast, visit us at coloplast.us professional.